Hi everybody, Jennifer Phillips Russo here, Viticulture Extension Specialist with our Lake Erie Regional Grape Program podcast. Today, Kevin Martin's gonna talk a little bit about fertilizer prices. Happy March, everybody, we're getting there. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so so um, I think some growers have probably been noticing a trend in the fertilizer market if they, some growers have been noticing. This is happening fairly quickly. Uh, there's been gradual price increases over the last year, and those gradual price increases turned to very sharp price increases in the month of February. Now, at the retail level, I think what a lot of growers know is that if something's in stock, they may not realize any or all of that price increase. So, yes, um, you can have this potash for 380 350 a ton, but the next truck that comes in, the price of that potash is going to be four and a quarter. Um, so it does, at least comparing potash, comparing fertilizer prices over the short term, because we had basically a year of slow and steady price increases on most of these commodities, uh, coupled with a sharp price increase in February, we are starting to see when you compare it to the short to medium term, some, some pretty significant changes in price. So what is significant to you? Um, so potash is up 30% from its low. Um, since November, it's up 23%. So it, in the context of the short term, that's a, that's a significant increase in price. Um, it's also concerning because of the trend that's behind it. Um, typically, we would continue to see that upward pricing trend unless something reverses it. So, you know, a terrible corn planting season. Uh, so I would expect it's probably a little more likely that those prices continue to increase before they decrease. Um, in, and also when you compare this to long-term pricing, uh, all of these commodities, whether it's corn or fertilizer or pretty much anything but gold, you know, any of the metals, anything that's a commodity, from 2007 to 2018, they didn't do anything. Um, prices were crazy high in 2007, 2008, maybe into 2009, and then they crashed. And we were nowhere near um, recovering to some of those price points in fertilizer. Uh, a lot of growers, I think, saw those high prices. Um, phosphorus was over $1,000 a ton. Um, potash was close to $1,000 a ton. Urea was, I think, around six fifty. dollars um, They saw those prices as unsustainable. So, uh, but but they were, but they did exist for a short period of time. And it, it shows you what kind of upside on price that there could be based on historical evidence. So if we see supplies run short, we could run into some real problems with price. So in the context of those historical prices, you know, $950, $1,000 for potash, $400 still isn't bad. Um, but, you know, the average grower is a little bit older than me. So their historical context context goes back even further. You know, if you look back in the 90s, um, potash was $150 a ton. It was an insignificant cost in the production of grapes. And um, 
really 2007, 2008 is the first time it became more expensive than urea per ton. Uh, coupled with the fact that we use a lot more of it, it, it does become one of the most expensive input costs that's a material. You know, it's obviously cheaper than labor, but in terms of materials, when prices go crazy, it's the most expensive thing we do. Um, so yeah, I think that historical context is important for a couple of reasons. One, as I mentioned, uh, we there's a lot of upside on price. It could get a lot higher before, it could get worse before it gets better. The other thing is um, $400 a ton is a very sustainable price. It's sustainable for grape growers. It's sustainable for the market. You know, $5 bushel corn can support $400 potash for sure. And growers can afford $400 potash. Um, but in the long-term historical context, for growers that experience decades of prices under $100, under $200 a ton, it's going to feel expensive. So okay. that psychological impact right now, don't let it get to you. Um, continue to invest in potash. And at $400 a ton, I would recommend, even though it stinks that you didn't buy it in December, I would recommend you continue a program of building your potash reserves if you need to do that. If we hit $900 a ton, maybe you don't need to build reserves, but at 400 with the history that we have, that would be my recommendation. Thanks. Uh, Yep, and we're talking a lot about potash. These trends are pretty much true across the board. Lime's not considered a fertilizer and the prices of lime don't follow fertilizer prices. So that's pretty much unchanged other than trucking costs, which continue to slowly go up. But phosphorus followed similar trends a little bit more sharply. They're up 47, 50% in the last year. Um, wow. triple, triple Super is um, a phosphate phosphorus product that only offers phosphorus. It's not widely used in field crops. Uh, I continue to recommend it for grape growers because not only is it always cheaper, that price didn't increase as sharply. Um, the reason is, is it's not a great product if you're fertilizing while you plant something like corn because the only thing in it is phosphorus. Uh, so as a grape grower, you'll have to make a special trip if you really need to build phosphorus levels, which is a tricky thing to do because you can only put so much down effectively, um, triple super can be a reasonable thing to do that. You know, you have a, if you're broadcasting, you've got a 30 to 40 foot spread width, uh, not, you know, your capacity to spread fertilizer is almost similar to what a, a corn grower is. So it doesn't take very long to make an extra trip. You might be doing every three or four rows. Um, so you can justify a special trip with, with triple super if you're putting on you know 50 pounds to the acre of phosphorus. If you need some really low maintenance rates, like some growers continue to put on 10 pounds after they had to build and they want to avoid building, then you might be looking at something like MAP or DAP, which offers nitrogen while you make that application. And, and those prices are up substantially. Uh, urea, urea is up. 27% um, since November. I mean, it's basically following potash around since November. Um, you know, again, it's the same thing. 30%, 40% increases in prices from essentially a very low historical prices. We need to continue business as usual. 
the only thing I would do with urea is maybe look at making sure if you haven't done so already that you're not putting too much on. Look at a product like Uri's in vineyards where you have bare floor to avoid volatilization. Um, all of those products are different. You know, some of them are trying to avoid um, volatilization. Some of them are trying to avoid, um, um, you know, losing urea in other ways. So make sure you're getting the product that lowers the risk that you're actually concerned about. Um, it probably still makes sense to lower that risk in other ways, like with a cover crop or cover when you can afford to I was waiting to, do to that. throw that in there. I just wanted to start. Yeah, I mean, crop, cover crop. <laughs> You know, we don't, I think we don't know for sure in some gravel soils where, where if you can have that ground cover that's alive when you're putting down urea, particularly maybe not when you're putting it down, but a week and a half after it's been put down, if it's been very dry, um, it's probably time for some bare floor and gravel grounds. So there are going to be situations where bare soil might be justified and you're going to have to deal with that risk. Uh, but if you can avoid bare soil, it's going to it's going to do a much better job than products that lower volatilization. Um, in terms of what that actually means, you know, what these costs mean to a grower, they mean, you know, obviously they mean that your fertilizer production practices are going to increase by around 20%. But really what that means is far less than even a, a ton of grapes. Per acre. So we're not seeing things that impact, like I've probably said this three times, but that's just another way of articulating. We're not seeing things that uh, should change your decision-making process. And when we get concerned about things like inflation, you really have to cherry pick the years you're comparing them to, to try to make an argument that fertilizer prices are rising with inflation or faster than inflation. And if you pick the right year, you can make that argument. But, uh, you know, I can pick a different year and say that, that you know, fertilizer prices continue to fall over time. So, so you know, it really depends on what year you're picking. And on average, when you're, when you're adjusting these prices to inflation, um, they're only doing, they're not doing much better than grapes. The, 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 the providers, the people who mine these things, they're in the same position that grape growers are in. Over the long, a long period of time, their commodity does not rise in price as fast as inflation does. So, and so it's good news in a sense. I mean, they're following, in, in some ways, they're following the price of grapes around. They don't follow the same time frame. You know, if you look from 95 to 2004, the price of fertilizer didn't change. There were some peaks and valleys, but the trend was flat. And if you look from 2007 to 2021, the price of fertilizer didn't change. There were some peaks, some big peaks, some valleys, and it was basically flat. So, you know, those peaks don't necessarily coincide with high grape prices. You, you guys don't actually control the fertilizer market, but the long-term trends are very similar. But they're felt in the year they happen. Right, right. Yes. And um, I don't think what, what I've also been trying to say is this is not the year that it has happened. We've gone from, you know, most of these fertilizers were in the area of $300 a ton and they're going to 400 and maybe they'll hit $500 a ton. That's not, that's not a peak. And, you know, 
it, it, it's certainly possible we could see $1,000 a ton on potash. Um, I shouldn't even say it's possible. It will definitely happen. Uh, but predicting what year it will happen is completely impossible. Um, so I would urge growers to consider these prices, even though they've gone up very quickly, consider them to still be somewhat low and continue business as usual with your application processes. Um, you know, it, yeah. The only thing I would change, like I said, is, is you know, maybe you do, you, you push a pencil and you make more trips through the vineyard if it starts to make sense to do that, but you don't actually change the amount that you're putting down. You just do what, whatever the grapes need. And there's still, I think, an opportunity to build here if you, if you do need to build. And make sure you do your soil sampling so that we know what that is. Yeah. Otherwise it's just a wild guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for all that information. If anybody has any future questions or comments or feel free to contact Kevin about that via email or cell phone. He is back part-time. So thank you for being back part-time, especially as we get ramping up here. And if you, have any, yeah, if you have any suggestions for future podcasts, please leave the comments below. Everybody have a great day.